Good evening. I wrote that down so I wouldn't say good morning because I've already said that a couple times this evening. I'm Pastor Shauna. I'm the pastor at Isle 7 Fellowship, and we meet in the Verona Community Center on Sundays at 11. And it is a church plant that Verona United Methodist started a few years ago. But this place is where I grew up. And it was in this sanctuary that I learned about Jesus and that I could continue my relationship with him. So it is so exciting to be here to preach my very first Good Friday service as a pastor. I think that's all that I have uh, for this evening. We are going to um, turn the lights down uh, at this point. And so the focus isn't about me or the music. The focus this evening is the cross. This is from Matthew chapter 27, verses 27 through 44. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a throne a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off, his, off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there, Above his head they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Amen. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with the wine vinegar, 
put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of it, in front of the entrance to the tomb, and he went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. moment. His miracles and his ministry, the way he fulfilled every prophecy, he, he obeyed every law and commandment. And he never faltered. He 
never shrunk away from the painful, difficult part of God's plan. <laughs> and and when they when he went to the desert, there's forty days to pray alone. The devil tempted him. And Father God, I know he called upon you. And I know that you sent his angels to minister to him. Please, please minister to him now. I remember when I held him in my arms, he was just a helpless baby. I I heard his first tiny cries. And now I listen to him breathe his last words. Words of comfort and forgiveness. Words of pain and grief. Words of love and life. Oh, Jehovah God, give me the strength. <laughs> What just happened? We just spent a moment with Mary, the mother of Jesus, a mother's worst moment. And I imagine Mary began to think about the angel Gabriel who told her in a dream so long ago how she would give birth to the Son of the Most High and his reign would never end. She realizes this is the moment that will change everything. Her son is her savior. Her son has died for her iniquities. Her son bore her punishment. She watches her son hang on a cross, dying for her, for everyone. This is a day we would like to skip. It happened so long ago Why do we have to go back and relive it? In my opinion, it's the most important day in history. Now, we've had many important days that changed history. Here are a few. The rise to power of Hitler, the Holocaust, the atomic bombs, the fall of the Berlin War, the wall, the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001 just to name a few. But you see, this day was different. Why was Jesus on that cross? What just happened? He went from riding into Jerusalem with the crowd shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, to just the son of a carpenter who has been beaten, mocked, humiliated and nailed to a cross to die a death of a criminal. But he was no criminal. He had done nothing wrong. He listened to the woman at the well, fed the hungry, healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, and raised the dead. 
What just happened? Jesus changed everything forever. That's what just happened. The Son of God came in the flesh to free us from the bondage of our sins. And Romans 5, 8 tells us that God loved us so much and he demonstrated his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since that day in the garden when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the one tree that God said, don't eat it. Ever since that day, we have been trying to do things our way and not God's way. And we have consequences. We have separations. But God still provides for us. He still pursues us, trying to bring us back to him. Sometimes we listen and we find ourselves in God's will for our lives. But eventually we do things that separate us again. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19 says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. This is why Jesus hung on a cross that day. Jesus was the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, and the final sacrifice. Jesus took on all our iniquities. He took our place. We heard what Mary might have been feeling in that moment. But what about Peter? Peter was bold and he was a faithful and obedient disciple. Peter loved his friend Jesus. I believe Peter loved Jesus more than he had loved anyone before. He walked off his job to follow a man, a stranger, who said, Peter, you will become a fisherman, a fisher of men. Peter was brave enough even to get out of the boat and walk to Jesus on water. Peter sank. He cried out. But come on, let's give him some credit. No one else got out of the boat. Peter was willing. But like us all, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And he began to sink. If you were here last night, you saw Jesus sharing in the Passover meal with his friends. You saw Jesus go to Gethsemane to pray. Jesus was in agony over what was about to happen. In Matthew 26, 31 through 35, Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die, I will never disown you. 
We typically find out who our real friends are in our most trying and difficult moments. Yes? For three years, Jesus spent all of his time with these 12 men. They traveled together. They did amazing things together. They performed miracles. They healed the sick. They were committed to one another. They loved one another. And they loved Jesus. There was nothing that they would not do for him. Jesus is kissed and betrayed by his disciple Judas. Then he's arrested. The rest of the disciples scatter in fear. They're all gone. Jesus is alone. Even though Jesus knew this would happen, it still had to hurt, don't you think? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before all of them. I don't know what you're talking about. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, Hey, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses. And he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. What just happened? Peter, the rock on which Christ would build his church, has just denied knowing Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times. Peter let his friend down, something he swore he would never do. This day, this action of sacrificial love from Jesus is wrecking havoc on his close friends and a nation. And they're completely confused of what is really taking place. They're scared. Just a few days ago, they're singing Hosanna, thinking he's going to be king. And the disciples were ready to stand with him and rule. And they even argued about who would be the greatest. But now that he's been arrested, they scatter. I want us to consider another character in the story, Pontius Pilate. He was the Roman governor of Judea, and Jesus was brought to Pilate, and Pilate asked Jesus if he was the king of the Jews. Jesus, yes. And it was custom to release a a prisoner at the festival. As the crowd gathers, Pilate asks, who should be released, Barabbas or Jesus? The crowd demands Barabbas be released and Jesus to be crucified. The crowd is beginning to get out of hand, and Pilate took some water and washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It's your responsibility. Last night we learned that Judas, a disciple of Jesus, betrayed his friend. Tonight we have looked at three others closely involved in, and their reactions to what is happening in this moment.
But my question tonight is, where do we fit into this day that changed history? Are we the betrayer? Are we grieving? Do we deny we even know Jesus? Or do we just wash our hands of any responsibility of something that happened over 2,000 years ago? I invite you to spend some time this evening at the rail. Shelly, in just a few moments, will sing, Were You There? And there are mirrors on the floor, and you can stand and look at your reflection, or you can kneel. But I want you to look at your reflection. Do you recognize yourself? Do you understand you were there that day as our Savior suffered your punishment? Jesus was wounded for your transgressions and mine, bruised for your iniquities and mine. Jesus died on the cross for all of your sins and all of mine. Jesus changed everything that day, and we were part of the most important day in history. I invite you now to come forward as Shelley begins to sing. I want you to pray and reflect and look at your reflection. Repent, confess, praise God. And when you're finished, I just ask that you leave in silence this evening. And remember, the story isn't quite finished yet. Sunday is coming. Amen.